We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. V-Day, which I thought might mean Vic Fangio Day. But I haven't heard anything yet. Crowder is off today. He is going to spend an entire romantic day on South Beach with Asia, we will find out what Solana is doing with his girlfriend Valentina tonight. And we'll have some fun on today's Valentine's Day program. When are we getting a Vic Fangio announcement? Solana, is there any word? Nothing yet. There's been uh, an update from the Miami Hurricanes. We know that. Right, on the uh, offensive coordinator position. Yeah, but... No word yet from Vic Fangio. There was that tweet. Who was it? Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter? Somebody tweeted like three days before the Super Bowl that after Super Bowl Sunday, Vic Fangio will make it official. Well, that's why I thought it was going to be yesterday. And then since it wasn't yesterday, I was like, okay, it'll be today. But I haven't heard anything on Vic Fangio. Kind of over this guy, to be honest. I'm, I don't want to rehash it, but I mean uh, – I mean, what what are we doing here making, with this Vic uh, Fangio? Making me uh, wait like it's a Mike McDaniel press conference on a Monday. What are we doing here? Mike McDaniel yesterday. He was at the Heat game. At the Heat game. I mean, McDaniel, after the game, goes talking to Spo in the, uh, in the hallway to the Heat locker room, Hawk. And listen, I mean, Tommy Tig and I, post-game, we got to play Spo from start to finish. Usually... About 10 minutes after the game, Spo goes to the press conference. And, you know, this McDaniel, he's long-winded, man. Just taking up all his time. I didn't get home till 3.30 in the morning by the time Wrecking Spo. Wrecking your post-game show. By the time Spo got to the podium. And, <laughs> and you know, I mean, Spo must have talked so much with this McDaniel character that he just had nothing left in him. The pipes were all gone. Boy, you hate everyone. You hate uh, Mike McDaniel. You hate Vic Fangio. You hate the Dolphins. <laughs> it almost, <laughs> almost feels like they're moving radio stations and you're holding something against them. Fins up, baby. All right. Um, anyway, we have a lot to get to on today's program. What uh, what are you doing with Valentina tonight? So you're a young guy. You're not married. You're not engaged. It's Valentine's night. So what? Uh, you're wearing a nice little polo shirt. What uh, what are you what are you doing tonight? So I told you I bombed on the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I made it all about me. I basically well, you really didn't make it all about you. You made it all about the Super Bowl. Yeah. She wasn't interested in it. It just wasn't, and it ended up with her. Upstairs, mad at me for the first entire half. And obviously didn't get any action the last two nights. uh, Understood. So today. Got to rectify that. Absolutely. Today, woke up, went to Sergio's 
I bought some croquetas de bacalao, fish croquetas, which she loved. It's like her favorite. Did you run into your dad? I (laughs) I didn't. He goes to La Carreta on on, uh, Kendall 117. I go to Sergio's across the house. Okay. And uh, I picked up some croquetas, pastelitos, café, and and some orange juice because they make it fresh. Bought her some roses. Wow. $22 from Publix. Nice pickup. (laughs) But she thinks they're from, uh, you know... Right. Some some sort of nice fancy florist, right? Yeah, and um, and I had bought her some nice jewelry, so I surprised her this Look morning. At you. Wow, you threw it down. She's not working today. She is, but she goes to the gym seven thirty. By the time she came home, I mean, I have the whole thing set up. Wow, breakfast. I threw it down, and then tonight we're going to dinner on Coral Way. So I I kind of actually planned it. Remember in the past, I've screwed up her birthday, took her to Cheesecake Factory? Uh, yeah, you took her to a place called Eating House, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. I think one year for uh, Valentine's Day, didn't you give her a gym membership or something? <laughs> oh, I just took her to the gym. Or you took her to the gym, yeah. Nothing like a nice cardio set. So you got it right today. I did. I did. I think I rectified the whole uh, the whole Super Bowl fight, and I actually put some thought into this. And, and, and are you guys going out tonight? We are. We're going to... Casa Juancho, which is a Spanish restaurant, because we're planning a trip to Spain later on in the summer. So I figured, you know, set the tone, maybe a little uh, jamón ibérico, some prosciutto, and uh, and and surprise her with the with the plans to Spain as well. So I I went all in on this, all in. Hope it pays off. Well, she wants a ring, and that's that's all she really cares about, <laughs> and that I do not have. There is. Uh... And you know she's thinking it. There's some breaking news. The Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals, are finalizing a deal with Jonathan Gannon to be their new head coach. He's the offensive coordinator for the Eagles? No, so the Colts hired away the offensive coordinator from the Eagles. So is he the defensive coordinator for the Shane Eagles? Shane Steichen was yeah, the offensive coordinator. So Jonathan Gannon is the defensive yep. coordinator for the Eagles. So both coordinators for the Eagles are getting poached, one by the Colts, one by the Cardinals, which probably means no head coaching job for Eric Bieniemy again, right? Yep. Are there any other jobs open? I don't think so because the Arizona job just filled. Right. Colts, char- uh, not Chargers, uh, Panthers filled as well. Hmm. I don't think so. That's interesting. That is interesting. All right. Well, we got a lot of stuff to get to today, and we got to get out of here because Solana's bursting at the seams. He's put he's put in a lot of effort, and he's got to get home. Um, and, and Crowder didn't even make it in. He he woke up bursting at the seams. Um, and I, at fifty three years old, and married twenty five years. Uh, I'm bursting at the seams. Literally, though, my pants are just too big. That's it. I am. I want to get home just to put on my sleeping clothes. Um, all right, so let's start here with headlines. Let's get headlines with the very romantic Alejandro Solana. Just wait tomorrow two twenty. I'll I'll explain how it all went to to bleep. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I'll mess it up at some point. Uh, this sports update driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. There's a lot going on, Hawk. Yeah, actually, I have two pages worth of headlines. There was here. a lot last night. It was a busy sports night. So, we're going to start here. Kane Hoops deserves some love. Yeah. Beat UNC on the road. I get it. UNC's not ranked, not the same program right now, but that's still a good win for Miami, 80-72. Yeah. Yep. They improved to 21-5 and five overall, third in conference uh, ACC play. 
They're twelve and four overall. Very nice. Panthers and Sergey Bobrovsky. They pulled on a nice win over the Wild, two to one yesterday in a shootout. Bob, twenty-seven saves out of twenty-eight attempts, led in one goal, but then had the game-clinching save in the shootout. How about that? I mean, they they are on fire. They've lost that one game. Who was it? To Colorado, I think. Since the uh, Saturday, since yeah. the All Star break, and they had won, you know, the game leading into the All Star yep. break against Boston. We're going to talk with Goldie today. Goldie is in St. Louis, Panthers and Blues tonight. Now that game is on ESPN Plus. You cannot watch it, so Goldie's not even working tonight. He's just enjoying the beautiful city of St. Louis. But you can listen to the game tonight on five sixty QAM. What's he going to do? Go to the Ark? <laughs> yeah, it's an arch, but. Either way. Uh, the Heat. I mean, it's the most famous, like, it's the St. Louis Arch. <laughs> you called it an arc. I've been there, too. Did you think it was like Noah's Ark? Yeah. Like you thought it was an ark for animals? Right, like the ark. <laughs> it's the dumbest, like, monument in the, in the States. I've never way. seen it. It's the dumbest. It's, it's constructed pretty well, so you can, the, the way it was built, I don't remember how, but when they describe it, you're like, wow, incredible. But then you're just staring at an arch, you know. I mean, whatever. I feel you. The Heat, they lost 112 to 108 to the Nuggets. That ends an eight-game home winning streak. Hawk, uh, Nikola Jokic, it's pretty good. I saw him make a move on Bam Adebayo towards the end of the game, where when you think about just how big he is. And how good a defender Bam is. He made him look silly. I don't know if you can remember the play that I'm talking about, but I, I remember just kind of going, holy mackerel. He faked one way. Bam went that way. He turned around. He's so big, even though it felt like it was happening at the free throw line, he turns around and lays it in as if he's standing under the basket. It was, it was just, that guy is an immovable object. I was so ready to start my... Bam is the Jokic stopper slander today, and I, 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 I can't because the dude, he was near perfect, missed two field goals only, and it's like effortless for him. It's wild. Effortless. It is wild. His size, how effortless it is. He's walking up the court. Like, his team's just up-tempo offense. He, he jogs there, gets the ball at the three-point line, makes one pass, takes two steps. Two He's in steps. the paint. He's in the paint. He's wide open. Nobody can stop him. It's it's crazy. It's impressive. Watching him yesterday was uh was pretty impressive. Hero, by the way, accepted a bid to participate in the three point shooting contest. Oh, is he gonna do it? Oh, he's hurt right now. He has that knee contusion. So as of right now, I mean, he accepted the bid, so he's a part of it. But depending on injury and and whatnot, he may have to to pull out of it. But man, my guess is, I hope Hawk, he does. Man, that would be fun. Yeah, my guess is he's gonna play. I hope he does. And uh, the Canes, according to Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, they're expected to hire Houston Shannon Dawson as their OC, as we mentioned, and quarterbacks coach. He's uh, uh, what Dellinger writes, prolific. He's sorry, he's tutored some of the nation's most prolific passers and called plays at Houston. He's a longtime Dana Holgerson assistant. All right. Very good see what else I have here there's a lot going on um in the NBA obviously you saw Luca and and Kyrie yesterday was the funniest finish 
to that game that you could have scripted. I didn't see it till this morning. My son actually DM'd it to me because it was so friggin' funny. Um, they were both trying to be very good teammates and kept passing the ball back. But they were down three, and they needed to get a shot off. Luca and Kyrie just kept passing it back and forth to each other. They didn't even get a shot off. You take it. No, yeah. you take yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was like it was nice. It was like Kyrie was like, okay, I, I have the ball, I have the ball, I have the ball. But it is your team. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And Luca's like, I know it is my team, but I dub you the new guy. Here's the ball. Well, but it's still your team. I don't want to do this on the first one. Here it, and then it just gets stolen and they don't get a shot off. It was perfect. It, it was, was perfect. And and they combined for sixty nine points. Nice. And neither of them wanted to take the last shot. Funny. It was so perfect. They're 0-2, by the way, when they play together. 0-2, their new uh, their new. No, they didn't, that's, that was their first game together. No, their second game, I believe. No, because Luka didn't play Kyrie's first game. Right, they won that game against the Clippers, but since they've played they together. They played two more? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought that was their first game together. 0-2. Um, and I believe, I could be wrong, I believe tonight Kevin Durant makes Ooh, his, his debut for the Suns. They play the Kings uh, at 9 p.m. Look at that. Valentine's night for me. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866-954-MORE. You can visit their website, youraccidentattorneys.com. Partly cloudy right now tonight. The lows, they're going to drop into the low 60s. That is your weather. All right, very good. Uh, Josh Appel is going to join us in the next segment. Usually Aronde Gadston on Tuesdays because Crowder's off today. Aronde is going to join us tomorrow. And we are working on a very special guest tomorrow as well. It may be a new Hall of Fame inductee, but I can't tell you anything further than that. But that might be tomorrow as well. Josh Appel will join us today. Steve Goldstein, Goldie's going to join us today from the Ark. And uh, and we'll talk some uh, Super Bowl and Panthers and a whole bunch of hoo-ha with him. So quick break. Josh Appel joins us next. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Your mama yeah. show love you. Hawk and Crowder. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I love fangs. 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 Fangs has only been out for a year. Fangs. Fangs. Vic Fangio. Fangs. I know Fangs has been out of the game, you know, this past year. But I know that he's someone who I would assume pays attention. Fangs. Fangs. His defenses in Denver were always very good. Fangs. 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 Vic Fangio. Fangs. I I love Fangs.
this Johnny Gill? Come on, hold on. I gotta listen to this for a second. This is the Hockman Valentine's from the 90s. Oh. You know this? Josh Appel is on the line. You know Johnny Gill rub you the right way? Nope. All right. He sounds very echoey. Terrible connection by Josh Appel. I mean. Second week in a row that he has completely screwed up the broadcast. I did everything I was supposed to. I was told. Sounds good. All right. Now I want to listen to Johnny Gill again. Tell me you don't love this. That's right. Entire hand. I rubbed like wax on, wax off from uh, (laughs) Karate Kid. All right, Josh Appel. Josh Appel is the public address announcer for the Miami Marlins. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow, by the way. Right? Isn't that right for the uh, Marlins? Yeah, the, the, those participating in the World Baseball Classic and uh, those who aren't will all be there starting tomorrow. And then we'll hear from Skip Schumacher, the new manager, for the first time on Thursday. I think he sounds terrible, Solana. I believe that he is just talking hmm. into the ambient microphone on his computer. Is that correct? Are you just talking into the computer's microphone? I believe he's uh, he's using his AirPods and he's talking into his AirPods. Yeah, AirPods. Hmm. What, what kind of? It's what it sounds like. What kind of room are you in? I'm in my living room. Yeah, That's very, where I always do the show. Very echoey. I I believe we should go to the phone. I I believe for the second week in a row, <laughs> we should go to the phone. Well, I'll leave it up to the texters. Go ahead. Three zero five five six seven zero five sixty. He sounds very echoey to me, Solana. Close your eyes, don't watch the video feed, and now go ahead and say something, Appel. Why hasn't Fangs officially signed his contract yet? I'm telling you, it's not uh, it's not good audio. I'm being 100% correct. I think he should join us via phone because I think he sounds better on the phone. That's fine. I mean, we can okay. we can change the phone, no problem. But you, you look good. You look good. I'm just I'm calling an audible here. I'm calling an audible at the uh he's got to get some sort of soundproof room. I mean, uh and I I'd, I'd like to hear him answer the phone <laughs> and I don't know how it'll switch over on his AirPods, but there you go. Josh Appel is joining us here momentarily. <laughs> We're fixing the connection. I'm doing this for the listening public. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for years. I've been rubbing you the right way for years. You want to leave it to me on this. Josh Appel. As I was saying, Josh Appel is the public address announcer for the Miami Marlins. Pitchers and catchers tomorrow. Uh, Josh is also, you know, a broadcaster nationally for Sports USA. This Saturday night, he's going to be working rinkside for Sports USA's coverage of the NHL Stadium Series, which is the outdoor hockey series. Uh, Capitals and Hurricanes at NC State this Saturday night. And Josh has now switched over to a telephone connection. Hello, Josh. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. My gift to you is hopefully this sounding better. Yeah, but I think he's still talking into his AirPods. I don't think he's talking into the phone. Is that correct? I mean, how's this? A thousand times better. I mean, I'm teaching radio to you and uh, you and Solana on the fly. I blame you for this. 
I, uh, I really would like to look at you. I, uh, I think you're a very handsome man, and today is Valentine's Day, but I want to make sure we take care of the radio audience. So there, uh, there was just a, a, a last-second change, and I don't think we're any worse for wear. Um, what's the weather supposed to be Saturday? Except for that we just wasted five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, thanks for joining us. We got to go. <laughs> what's the weather going to be like Saturday at your hockey game? Uh, not too bad, actually. It should be in like the forties, clear skies. They are worried about some rain on Friday, which would, uh, not allow the teams to practice on the rink at the stadium before the game. So their first time skating on it would be morning skate on Saturday. If it does rain on Friday with Saturday, clear skies in the forties. I'm looking forward to it. First time doing this. Yeah. Outdoor hockey. That's kind of cool, but you're going to have to. So what, what happens? Do you get any interviews during the game? Oh, do I? Doing a couple pregame, doing one after each intermission, and then one postgame as well. That'll be kind of cool. Anyways, uh, Sports USA, they've got the NHL Stadium Series, Capitals and Hurricanes, outdoor hockey, NC State on Saturday night, and Josh Appel will be rinkside. Uh, before I get to, I want to talk a little Super Bowl, I want to talk a little Panthers with you, but we should talk Marlins because you're the Marlins public address announcer. You had teased the last time you were on with us last week a big announcement by Jeff Conine and we know now at FanFest he announced the return of the teal jerseys and I have to give you props that was a great announcement because those teal jerseys are badass thank you yeah listen I don't hype things up and build up expectations only to let you down I would never let you Solana Crowder or the listeners down ever I'm not so certain. I believe you let us down with your connection just at the beginning of this segment. So answer, answer, answer me this. A fan fest looked like it was fun. Looked like it was well attended. Looked like there was a lot of uh, activity. It looked like uh, I'm hoping that it's a good season. But then the Marlins they trade JJ Blade, and and I don't know enough about who they got in return. But I do know that JJ Blade had had been you know sold to us as a, a great draft pick. So what what do we know about this? It's such an unfortunate situation for Blade because when the Marlins drafted him in the top five coming out of Vanderbilt, he was the best hitter in college baseball, and it just never really translated to the professional level. And A.J. Puck, the left-hander they got in return from Oakland, also a top-ten pick by the A's. And these are two guys who are both, at one point, top 100 prospects in baseball. It hasn't really panned out well for either in their current spots. J.J. Blade. I didn't really see a path to him getting a lot of playing time with the Marlins. When you consider Avisael Garcia in right field, Jazz Chisholm Jr. in center field, and then Brian De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez fighting uh, for that left field spot. So there wasn't really much room for him here right now to kind of get better as a hitter. You don't want to put him back in AAA. So the Marlins, they still needed some uh, high leverage arms in their bullpen. A.J. Puck. Had a really good year last year with the Athletics out of the bullpen, ERA, little over three. His big thing has been injury issues. So he, like a lot of players on this team this year, if he can stay healthy, I mean, he could be a really good weapon in this bullpen. He's a guy with club control for a few years. I think um, you know, beneficial for both teams, beneficial for both players, because J.J. is going to get a chance to play every day, most likely, in Oakland. He wouldn't have had here. Are they uh, are they addressing some of their issues? Like I don't, you know, I do this at the beginning of every season with any team, any sport, but it does seem like the Marlins have addressed a bunch of issues. 
Yeah, I mean, just health-wise, they're going to get healthier. But, you know, they acquired Matt Barnes from the Red Sox, who was really good the second half of last year, closer experience, former All-Star. They bring in A.J. Puck. If he's healthy, he's another high-leverage guy. J.T. Chargois is not a guy that a lot of people are going to talk about, but he was a solid reliever for Tampa Bay last year as well. So they've addressed the bullpen. They might not even be done addressing the bullpen. A lot of different things can still happen before opening day, even after opening day. Uh, but when you look at their lineup, obviously they had a top 10 pitching staff last year if you look at ERA in the major leagues. Obviously they couldn't score a lot of runs a season ago. They basically overhauled kind of the philosophy of the lineup, just getting a, a few guys in there who can just put the bat on the ball and put it in play in Luis Arias and Gene Segura. I think those are two really good additions. I think they add more depth to this lineup. They might not hit a lot of home runs. You know, they'll rely on a guy like Jorge Soler, you know, Jazz, Avi Garcia. Hopefully he has a bounce back. But, I mean, they're going to be a team that hopefully puts the ball in play and plays an exciting brand of baseball. Um, We'll see how kind of the shifting of guys' positions defensively. You know, Gene Segura, natural second baseman, Luis Arise, has played a decent amount of second base. Jazz, we know the second baseman last year, now playing in center field, making that switch. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys adjust defensively. But I think there's no question on the offensive side of things, on paper, they are definitely better now than they were a season ago heading into opening day. So they're bringing back the teal uniforms for Flashback Fridays. Any idea if you've maybe pitched to them to bring back the teal monster on Fridays as well? Because I think, you know, they took, uh, they took away the home run statue. I get it. But you're going to play in the old school jerseys. Bring back the Teal Monster for Flashback Fridays also, pal. was a great wall. So, uh, One of the best walls. It really was. Mount Rushmore of walls. Many people are saying. Well, let, uh, me, let me do this real quick. Mount Rushmore of walls. You've got the Green Monster at Fenway, obviously. You've got John Wall, of course. Of course. Build the wall. Agree or disagree. It's, <laughs> agree or disagree. It's on the Mount Rushmore. And the Teal Monster. There you go. Mount Rushmore of walls. Go ahead. So, wait, but really quick, that the teal monster is your wacky fourth. Yeah, I think it is, and it's deservedly so. I'm not so certain it is. All right, I think it should be. I think it's more than worthy of being above the wacky fourth. Anyways, I'm not. I'm not certain there are three people on the planet who know the teal monster besides you, me, and Solana. I think you're wrong about that. All the right. public's power alley. Everybody knows about it. Right above the teal monster. <laughs> Anyways. Great call. <laughs> Anyways, it's funny you bring up the Teal Monster. Uh, there were Marlins alumni posing in front of a replica Teal Monster at FanFest the other day. And if I remember correctly, when we honored the 97 World Series team uh, in the 2022 season in May, I believe we made the scoreboard in left field look like the Teal Monster. I think so you're I would right. Assume, yeah, the throwback I would scoreboard. Assume that we'll be doing, you know, I think we'll be doing similar stuff this year. Very it's hard cool. to you can't just willy nilly change the height of your wall. Sure, every Friday seems, home game seems like it might be difficult. What about Skip Schumacher on Fridays, managing with a cigar in his mouth? You know, a tip of the cap to Jack McKeon, or a cigarette in his mouth, like Renee Latchman, <laughs> like, or or was it Jim Leland? It was one of the two. I think Leland. It was Leland. Yeah. Renee Latchman was a Leland. great call. I don't even know what that is. I know you don't, no but idea. it's such a great reference for or, the Marlins manager. Or at least Appel as the PA announcer with a cigar in his mouth. How about that? 
Might be a fire hazard, but I can ask my boss about it. Boy, you're just a Debbie Downer on everything that uh, Solana suggests. And, and next time you guys have Skip on, you can ask him about the same, the same All thing. All right, fair enough. We will do so. Last time we asked him about McRib sandwiches. This time we'll ask him about that. Might be a step up. Josh Appel is with us, national broadcaster for Sports USA. He also does a lot of NFL games for Sports USA. Um the holding penalty at the end of the Super Bowl. Crowder and I talked about this extensively yesterday, as did everybody. The The holding penalty by James Bradbury. Were you outraged by that? Did you think it should have been called? I've gone back and forth on this. I think just, you know, in general, everybody hates to see the Super Bowl decided on a seemingly innocuous tug of the jersey. But also he tugged his jersey, and if he doesn't do that, maybe they score a touchdown on that play anyways. So, I mean, that's why you call it. And I I know that everybody says, oh, in that spot, you can't call it. But, I mean, you can if it's a penalty. And, you know, when James Bradbury comes out and says afterwards, yeah, I held his jersey, I was just hoping to let it slide, that's kind of the argument, Ender, is it not? Well, this is what Crowder and I were saying yesterday. He can acknowledge that it was, by the rules, a penalty. But, as Crowder said yesterday, you know when you're playing in the NFL, after the first quarter, your coordinator, head coach, line coach will say to you, hey, they're calling it loose today. You know, feel free. Or they're calling it real tight today. So watch what you're doing. So Crowder's point was, okay, by the book, Technically, that might be a penalty, but they've told you through three and a half quarters that they're not calling much. And so to call it in that spot, yeah, okay, it's a penalty, but should it have been called? That's more of the, like, it, you know, it's a tight strike zone for eight innings, and then all of a sudden a loose strike zone in the ninth. It, it, that's, that's the best point I've heard in discussing this topic because – James Bradbury got away with a pretty clear pass interference penalty that wasn't called in the first half on a pass on third down over the middle. I believe it was Juju Smith-Schuster, again, who was the receiver on that play where he kind of pinned his arm back so he couldn't reach for the ball. And they didn't call it there. So that would be my main objection to it. But again, like at the end of the day, there's a pretty clear jersey tug there. I don't know. It's a tough spot for the official, too, because – did that play, did that jersey tug right at the line of scrimmage prevent the receiver from getting another extra step or two that he would have run to that pass and, and scored the touchdown? That's the predicament you're in, and you don't want to reward a defense, a, a defender for you know committing a foul like that. It's I, I hate that it, you know I'm sure you guys obviously broke down vigorously everything else that happened in the game, but it, it's kind of unfortunate that after one of the best Super Bowls of my recent memory that I can remember. Um, that we're talking about, ah, it was a ticky-tacky, ah, should they have called that instead of, you know, what an incredible game it was. No, it was a good game. It just, it kind of robbed us. That call robbed us and Jalen Hurts of the opportunity, you know, with a minute or so to go. Yeah, it was uh, deflating. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a bummer for it to end that way. And again, it just hadn't been called that way the entire game. So that was the the confounding part of it to me. Well, I, 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 at first, when it first happened, I didn't see the initial tug of the jersey at the line of scrimmage they were only showing right out of his break when he was going upfield and he kind of had his hands around his waist and i was like yeah if that's the call you can't call that but once i saw the angle of the 
Jersey tug, I kind of softened on that and backed up a little bit because that's textbook holding. The only thing I go back to is, would anyone have been outraged if it wasn't called? And I don't think so, because he didn't turn him. Like, he did grab the jersey, but he didn't turn him. Um, so, I don't know. I Maybe don't know. Chiefs fans will probably be outraged? Well, I don't think so, because I think they would have kicked a field goal, and I think they would have had the lead, and it would have been, okay, Jalen Hurts, can you beat us? Like, I, I don't think that that play would have jumped out at anyone as, oh, my goodness, how do you miss that uh, hold or pass interference, you know? Uh, I, I, I just don't think so. Regardless. Uh, it happened. What what does the uh, what does the Chiefs win do for the legacies of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Have they cemented themselves as greats? <laughs> of course they have. of course they have. Uh, you know, Andy Reid uh, two Super Bowls in Kansas City after a great run in Philadelphia. It was really cool how that storyline came together. He's one of the top five coaches to ever do it, in my opinion. Just calling an offense, scheming up an offense, one of the best ever. Uh, Mahomes, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that <laughs> we were talking out here like a month ago. Yeah, I think Burrow's in the conversation. Nah, I'm not certain he is anymore. <laughs> like, uh, there's Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, and then there's everybody else. The the fact that he was able to do what he did uh, on Sunday on that bum ankle that we saw really affect him at the end of the first half. Did it look like he had an ankle injury on that run that no. set up that field goal at the no. end? No, it was amazing. But it was insane. It was insane how well he played. He was perfect in the second half except for one throwaway, I think it was. Him and him and Kelsey, as we've discussed before, have this almost like telepathic connection to each other where they just know where each other's at all the time. I mean, there are a couple of throws where Mahomes is falling to the ground and hitting Travis Kelsey over the middle as he's falling to the ground, somehow running around wide open. It's I mean, yeah, I mean, Mahomes is already up there for me. And he might, when it's all said and done, he might be considered the best of all time, right as the best of all time retires. Wow. Um, Were there any Super Bowl commercials that you find to be memorable? Now it's Tuesday. It's a a day past it. Uh, Anything that you're still thinking about today, good or bad? You know, it was funny. I I actually forget the uh, brand it was. But somebody I was watching with turned to me and was like, I've never heard of this company. This commercial was terrible. It was really slow. I didn't understand it. And I'm like, yeah, but the commercial was two breaks ago, and you're still talking to me about it now. So clearly the advertisement worked. Um, I know you're a big Will Ferrell guy. I love the Will Ferrell commercial. I, that, this is, um, I, I brought this up yesterday. I do like Will Ferrell. Everyone thinks because I hate D'Angelo Vickers that I don't like Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell had his best days. They're behind him because they were during Saturday Night Live. But I'm not I'm not an anti-Will Ferrell guy, but that commercial was great. I, I'm not so certain, though, because you say you love Will Ferrell on SNL, but all of Will Ferrell's best movies, you hate. All of them. Well, because his funniest work was on SNL. Mm, mm, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I hate Step Brothers, so I hate... Uh, yeah. I mean, Home, you hate Will Holmes and Watson. I mean, <laughs> listen, I could go on and on. I mean, oh, did you ever see that piece of garbage downhill with Julia Louis Dreyfus? Oh my no, god! No, I heard that was terrible. Oh, I mean, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So Will Ferrell's done way more stinkers than good stuff. That commercial happened to be great, though. Mm. Do you remember what it was for? Yeah, net, was it for Netflix? It was actually for an electric vehicle. 
they did a whole bunch oh, of Chevy. Net- it was Chevy. It was Chevy electric vehicles, and he was driving yeah. through all the different Netflix yeah. series. Yeah, it was yeah. very, very, uh, very clever, very creative. Uh, for me, do you have any that stick out with uh, with you, Solana, where you're like still thinking about him on Tuesday? Well, I love the Jimmy Butler commercial. Uh, and and the Caddyshack tie-in. That was funny to me because I texted you, right. Jimmy Butler and Caddyshack. That's my wheelhouse. I didn't see it live when you texted me. I looked it up. And it was great. You know how I feel about Caddyshack. I know. I think it's you know I I, I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it held up uh, to this era. But that commercial was really good, and uh, and and I really liked the Will Ferrell commercial as well. The one that stood out to me though was this movie that they're making. I think Will Ferrell's in it. Where it's like talking animals, couple dogs. Do you guys remember that commercial? That I think it's coming out on Netflix. Uh, I didn't see that. And I just thought to myself, that's going to be the worst movie ever made. And it must have taken them six years to make it to get animals to sit down and like animatronically move their mouths. I can't believe a bad movie coming out with Will Ferrell. This is shocking news. Uh, well, let me tell you something. During during the the holiday season, Will Ferrell had a movie on Apple TV with Ryan Reynolds. And it was one of my airplane movies traveling back from one of my games. And I'll tell you what, very enjoyable. Nah, you can't very judge air, can't judge airplane movies because you're, you're you're a captive audience. It's not like I mean, you're literally just locked not into certain, the movie. That's correct. No, I'm a hundred percent certain. It's a good call that it's correct. I'd actually argue I'd actually argue that on an airplane is when I'm the most locked into any movie because, as you know, I'm a phone guy. If I'm watching a movie at home. I might be a little distracted. Right, plane, but, but right, but I it distracts you. Attention. But it distracts you from the flight, and so immediately it gets you know two mm. extra stars just because it's taking you away from the tedium of the flight. And you need it to be good, right? Like you need something to occupy your Correct. mind. So you're going into so any you kind of lean towards it being yeah. good because you want to be able to to enjoy the flight. I, I'll tell you, uh, mm. for me, the commercial I'm still thinking about on Tuesday was M and M's with Maya Rudolph, it was the single worst commercial that I think I have. The, the way that they built it up and then unleashed that turd on America during the Super Bowl, it, it was one of, I, I could not believe that that's what they came up with. Mayan Yaz. Yeah, terrible. The whole commercial was terrible. The Mayan Yaz is a dumb idea. The commercial was a dumb idea. It was just brutal. Anyway, uh, real quick, because we're going to run out of time here. Josh Appel is going to be on the call Saturday night for Sports USA's coverage of the NHL Stadium Series, Capitals and Hurricanes, outdoor hockey at NC State. The Panthers, starting with that win against Boston right before the All-Star break, uh, and then last night's shootout win, they have looked damn good. They had that one loss to Colorado, but they have looked damn good. Uh, uh, are you thinking, hmm? As we've hit, am I thinking? Yeah, I think I am. You know what I'm saying? I think I am. Look, we talked every time we, we talk about the Panthers, I bring up Sergei Bobrovsky, and I think Goldie and probably Moeller have as well. He has been playing at another level since the All Star break. Even in that Colorado game, he gave up four, but he made 45 saves, and it could have been a lot worse. He was phenomenal last night, made a huge save in overtime. Uh, with about 12 seconds to go, was great in the shootout against a team in Minnesota that is the best in the league in shootouts. That was a really gritty win last night by the Ice Cats. I'm, I'm, if Bobrovsky's going to play like this, they're going to go on a I mean, they're on the run right now. They're 11-5-2 uh, since January 3rd. They're on the run they need to be on. 
Uh, big game tonight in St. Louis, and then they have the Capitals, who they're chasing on the road on Thursday, who will not have Alex Ovechkin uh, for the foreseeable future. He's got a family health issue that he's attending to. So uh, he will also miss the stadium series game in Raleigh on Saturday. So this is going to be a tough stretch here for Washington, and hopefully the Panthers can take advantage, uh, get at least a point tonight on a road back-to-back in St. Louis, and then uh, a four-point game on Thursday with Washington. That's going to be a really big one. But, I mean, they're playing really well. Look, they're second in the NHL in goals scored this year. Somehow, they are these. They have scored more goals than everybody except for Edmonton this season. They can score. They give up too many, but the last this stretch, Bobrovsky's playing his best hockey of the year. And if they're going to make the playoffs, it was going to be on the back of Sergei Bobrovsky making big saves. Somebody texts in, Will Ferrell is the equivalent of Steven Seagal for comedy movies. That's a great text right there. Because Steven Seagal, it's, it's just like, eh, just push out a whole bunch of movies. You might get one that entertains you once in a while. Josh Appel, heavy, big- heavy, I'm a, I'm a huge Steven Seagal fan, if that's what you're going to ask. Uh, have a great <laughs> broadcast on Saturday, Appel. Thank you, thank you. just want to quickly, uh, John Ollers and Nick Olchek also on the broadcast as well. John doing play-by-play, Nick Olchek on color, and I'll be ringside. There you go. I just need, need to give the whole crew credit. Did okay? you? Did you need to give yeah. the whole crew credit? Okay, fair enough. I did. You're going to wear a tie? No, actually. I got told today they want me to wear dark colors since I'll be ringside. I don't know if you heard. Not in the suite for this. I'll be ringside. Um, <laughs> Solana loves so I got. Suite. I'll be probably in all black. All, All right. black on, uh, on Saturday. Very good. Well, we're not going to see you. You're on radio. Well, you can see me on TV if you watch it. All right. There you go, Josh Appel. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, guys. Happy Valentine's Day, And huh? to you, too. Enjoy it. Get romantic. You're getting married in a month. Yeah, how about that? What's the countdown at? Like 20 days? 18. 18 but days, but who's counting? Wow. 18 mm-hmm. days till Appel gets married. It's a big deal. Are you going to the wedding, Solana? I am. You made the cut? Solana made the cut? Mm-hmm. Why, are you su- why are you surprised? Because you're not friends with Appel. We're friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Is Tito Banach coming? Yeah. Hey, oh, I mean, what man. is going on table. here? I'm out. All right. Josh Appel. Thanks, I Josh. We're both at a table. See you. Bye. <laughs> there you go, Josh Bell. we got to take a break. We'll come back with more Hawkman and Crowder. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Give it to me, baby. Hawk and Crowder. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.